Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am so excited tonight as we have the hard rock band Saint Tragedy coming on momentarily. So we're going to be bringing the drummer Jason on shortly. But before I bring him on, I always like to do a brief introduction to my show if anyone new is tuning in tonight. Um, Just to let you know, sorry about that. It's been a long day. So um, anyway, Saint Tragedy is going to be one of the amazing bands I've had the honor and pleasure of interviewing Some of the bands I've had on my show have included 10 Years, Tremonti, Trivium, Sick Puppies, Lacey Sturm, Dead, Otherwise, Shaman's Harvest, and the list goes on. So please check out the podcast, support these artists I've had on my show. A little bit about my background, I started this show approximately six years ago, and I really wanted to create a forum where I could bring people on in the entertainment industry to help support them and get their name out there. We all know today how challenging uh, the music industry is and other aspects of entertainment. I've had some comedians on my show, filmmakers, but I do predominantly interview artists and um, bands. I have a background in psychology. Um, My doctorate degree is in clinical psychology. And one of the things I've always just enjoyed doing is interviewing people. And then my other passion is the entertainment industry. So I wanted to combine my interviewing skills and my passion for entertainment to create a supportive forum. Although I mentioned I have a background in psychology, I always throw out there that my show is an entertainment show. We're not doing any type of therapy or analysis. Um, Sometimes we will talk about concepts in an educational format um, if it's suitable, but um, that's, that's the extent that we'll do on my show. So if you're tuning in, create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. And if you want to call in tonight, the number is 805-243-1320. So let's do a great introduction for St. Tragedy, and then we will bring Jason on. These guys are really cool. When I was doing my research, uh, they're originating from Kenosha. I hope I pronounced that correctly, Wisconsin. And they formed about a decade ago. These guys really have an eclectic and unique sound. They combine elements of rock, hard rock, some old school thrown in there. And it's great to hear these guys recently signed a deal with Pavement Entertainment, where they released their EP, Prolonging the Agony, features the hit single, No More Religion, and this song's been getting some major recognition and attention. Um, it's been named 95WIIL's Rock 420 Hit of the Day as one of the recognitions these guys have received. So tonight we're going to take you on a really cool journey. We're going to talk about Jason's background and how he got into music, signing with Pavement, we're going to play their single tonight and uh, hopefully get into some other cool topics. Lastly, I want to thank uh, Barbara Papa George from Pavement Entertainment for setting up this interview. I've done a lot of interviews with her, and it's a pleasure to work with her and Pavement. How are you, Jason? Hi, I'm doing good. Good. Thank you for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So where are you uh, where are you calling in from? Are you um living in are you from Kenosha, Wisconsin? Yes. Yep. Oh, okay. And that's where you currently still reside? Yes. Yep. Okay. All right, cool. So yeah. let's do this. Just to, you know, feel comfortable, just relax and uh let's do a really cool interview. Um tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, just remembering yourself as a really little kid. I just wanna you know, learn about some interesting aspects before we get into music, because we know you guys are all talented musicians. Um, so just tell me a little bit about yourself growing up. Was there any other interests or hobbies you had as a kid, like playing sports? You know, pull some interesting stuff in that people mm-hmm. might not know about you. No, I, I didn't really get into too many sports. Uh, music, okay. I got into a lot of cars, uh, things like that. So. That was, okay. that was kind of the extent of my hobbies in that area. So, so were you a kid uh, growing up that was involved in any type of like race car type of stuff, any quads or anything like that? No. Uh, growing up, I did a lot of just rebuilding cars and helping my father just growing up on everyone else's cars in the neighborhood or whatever he had to work on. So okay. just different cool. things. I, I like to tinker a lot. What type of um what type of cars were you tinkering with growing up? What were some of your, you know, favorites or the ones you really liked to work on? 
Uh, well, the absolute favorite, my father owns a 69 GTO Judge, and you know, kind of helped him build that here and there, basically full restoration project. And wow. It took him about 20 years to do it, yeah. So oh, my God. Helped him out on wow. That. <laughs> cool. Uh, it, and it what, what colors? Yeah, no, it sounds Pardon? exciting. What color is the car? Uh, they call it Carousel Red, but it looks more like an orange. Okay, okay. So. And was your father, um, was he involved with, like, was he a mechanic or similar to you? Like, you, you just like to tinker around. He was, you know, into putting things together, so to speak. Uh, well, he was an Air Force jet mechanic and when I oh, was wow. a kid. Yeah, yeah, right, you know, just before I was born. And then he got into doing, like, heating and air conditioning. He always worked on his own stuff and, you know, friends friends' vehicles on the side. And I just, I kind of graduated towards that. Okay, cool. No, that's a really cool thing to learn about you. Um, what other things, you said you like to tinker a lot. So, you know, as a kid, were you a kid who liked to play with Legos or blocks, like building stuff in terms of it sounds like you like to build cars? Um, anything oh, like yeah. that when you were younger? Oh, yeah. Legos, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, I remember being in elementary school, just a buddy of mine, his mom owned a ceramic shop, and out in the front of the ceramic shop, we just had the whole floor filled with Legos. We were building everything and anything. You know, go outside, nice. put together sticks, stones, whatever we could find, we, we'd make something out of it. So, great, great. It, well, and it sounds yeah. like, go ahead. What's no, that? go on. I'm sorry. No, go on. Go on. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we, we, we scavenge whatever we can find and just let the imagination go and whatever we come up with is what we have. In terms of growing up too, were you a, were you a kid that was like interested in school or was school maybe not necessarily your top priority? How you know how were you at school? <laughs> oh. If I put my mind to it, I could do it, but uh, there there was a little bit of, you know, I was more interested in just doing the car thing and stuff. So I, after a couple of years of that, I, I turned it around and, you know, graduated everything the way it was supposed to. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Yeah. So after... It wasn't, wasn't exactly... After, a, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it it wasn't exactly, you know... One of my interests, we'll say. Okay. Okay. So after you graduated from high school, and then we're going to digress in a minute to go back to talking a little bit about getting involved in music, did you go on to any type of, you know, trade school or vocation? Um, do you work? I know some of you guys, I want to talk a little bit later on about what each of the members do, but do you work outside of the music or is music something you do full time? Uh, no, I do work outside of music. Uh Music is something I'm working to get into full time. And that, uh, I I did go to vocational schools or technical schools, uh, Gateway here in Kenosha. I went through uh, the service, learned different auto mechanics, aviation, uh, technician stuff in in the Navy. Uh, oh wow, nice. So yeah, yeah so. It, I've I've had quite a bit of school and I went back after I figured out, you know, it was a good thing. Definitely. So what do you what do you focus on now in terms of for work outside of the music? Outside of the music, I work for uh, Briggs and Stratton actually. So I'm doing application oh. stuff for them. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Yeah, so so let's go back a little bit now and talk a little bit about, um, you know, how old were you when you started to get interested in music? And, you know, if you can kind of reflect back on what was your earliest memory you had with music, whether it was, you know, a family member that played or, you know, you heard something on a record player on a TV and that started to pull you in. You know, share with us some of your earliest memories of music and how you got interested. Well, a lot of the time my mother played violin and just knowing that, you know, she had a musical background made me curious. Well, really wasn't into the violin, so I tried tried all the guitar stuff. I, I just don't have the fingers for that. So I decided one day to pick up the drums and 
we just kind of stuck with that and been doing that since around the fifth grade, I would say. That's when I started. Okay. So, uh, yeah, and then one of the big influences that really kind of got me motivated to see was Buddy Rich actually came to Kenosha many, many years ago, and my drum instructor at that time was a tech, one of his drum techs for that show. So I actually you know, got good seatings, was able to see him play, and that just like blew me away, actually seeing Buddy mm-hmm. Rich. That's so, amazing. Oh, I and how old were you never forget about it. then? Oh, geez, I had to been 12. Okay. 11, 12, okay. something like that, yeah. Yeah, okay, so you've got a chance to experience and witness him, and it sounds like that was definitely a profound uh, moment for you, which is really cool. And um, mm-hmm. what other types of, I guess, when you started to play drums, were you playing drums in school? You know, any certain style you were gravitating towards? I tried tried just about everything in school. I did the marching bands you know, throughout high schools, symphonic bands. I did the orchestra. Uh, I was involved in all the jazz bands, and all throughout, basically throughout the whole, you know, school years. Mm-hmm. So, and then when I got okay. into the service, I also did the what they called uh, performing companies. And there, so I played in the mar- or in the band section of, uh, you know, boot camp. Very cool. Yeah, I had someone, and, and thank you. I, you know, I want to mention too, Jason. Thank you for your service. How long were you um, in the Navy for? I did my time, and that was about it. Okay. So I, yeah, just just. So what was, I know was there's um, there's different like levels of commitment. So how many? years so to speak did you have to commit to it was a four year four years okay okay yeah i knew someone who was in i think he was the army and he did some he was a bassist and he always did different events with you know other army members and things is that what you're referring to when you were talking about being involved with them musically uh i just did it through boot camp after that i went towards uh, aviation support with all the mechanical okay. engines and everything else. So that that kind of while I was in there, I really didn't do anything. Gotcha. Musically. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And outside of, I know you mentioned your mom played violin, and um, your dad was also involved in aviation. What do you have? Any siblings? Any brothers or sisters? I do have a younger brother. He's. Uh, out in California right now. I haven't talked to him for a little while, but yeah, we okay. We grew up pretty close. So. Nice. And what is what does he do for a living? I uh, I believe he's in sales. I, I think okay. he went back nice. into the sales department for uh, where okay. he's working. Gotcha. So what we're um so getting back into your music and stuff. Anyone else in the family play instruments besides your mom with the violin? And or anyone else involved in the music industry? Oh, I've got uh, my cousins were playing, and that uh, one of them, you know, guitar, Adam Foster. He uh, was doing some stuff there for a while. He's got an album released, so I can cool. check that out on iTunes and everything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a couple of my other cousins played. They had a band going for a while. So. Okay. Kind so there's definitely family. some. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what were some of your influences growing up when you were younger? And then we're going to start to get into talking about, um, you know, how St. Tragedy came together. Oh, uh, geez, the influences, that, that goes back a long way. Uh, you know, I, you know, it's my parents and that they grew up listening with uh, Beatles and the Monkees and, you know, 50s and 60s bands through there so that's kind of where I started and then I graduated more into like Led Zeppelin you know the Who you know getting into Jimi Hendrix for a little bit and then I started into the 80s with obviously the hair metal uh, you know ACDC going into uh, Motley Crue and Rat and Cinderella and all them 
So, I mean, it just kind of kept going with, with the times. So, but a lot of my influences are a lot of the 80s, 80s and early 90s. Okay. Cool, cool. And your style is, is great. You're a phenomenal drummer. Did you, um, you. take any lessons? Absolutely. Um, were you self-taught? Oh. You know, give us a little bit of your background in terms of, you know, how you became so skilled. Uh, well, it started private lessons, like I said, when I was in uh, the fifth grade. I did that and instruction all throughout school and stuff. So that, once I got out of, got out of high school, that's where a lot of the self-teaching afterwards just kind of came in. Mm-hmm. So, but it, yeah, there was about 10 years of, 10 years of instruction. Wow. So. Great. Great. All right. So before you get involved in St. Tragedy, which forms around approximately, it looks like a decade ago, were you involved in any other, you know, tell us a little bit about your other background in music. If you were in any other bands, did you do any touring, you know, pull some interesting um, bands you were in and then we'll start to talk about St. Tragedy. Uh, yeah, a lot of different garage bands growing up, you know, mm-hmm. going through things get out, you know, Moved up north, northern Wisconsin for a while. Had some bands up there, and kind of toured a little bit in that area, more of like a locally local tour, I would say. Uh, band called Random Impulse. I was in. Did a lot of original stuff. Uh, a lot of it was more of a rock type, rock band too. Then uh, when I moved back down to the Kenosha area gotten into a few little bands. Uh, one was called Prey Man- Mantis Theory, and you know, that was original. We did some covers with that, but again, you know, kind of gravitating towards rock and roll. Okay. Uh, and yeah, after that, uh, you know, that's when I joined St. Tragedy. So. Okay. I've been so with did them you... for. With them? Yeah, how long have you been with them? I've been with them four, four or five years now. Okay. Okay. So let's see yeah, it. Take us back a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the history of St. Tragedy. Um, was it originally formed by the singer Wayne? Yeah. He started okay. that. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you exactly who was, was and where, uh, but he started about 10 years ago and has just been keeping going until he got, you know, the lineup we do now and, you know, just we've been pushing at it and, well, really mm-hmm. taking it to wherever we can. Definitely. So, so let's say we'll we'll kind of just you know go back a little way. So Wayne Wayne forms this in around 2008, and was Wayne with any of these other members at the time? Was was Matt the guitarist or Eric the bassist with him in terms of the original formation? And if not, if you could try to pull in a little history of how you know, each of the members became involved in the band. Like, how did Wayne meet them? Was he at a club? Did he meet him through friends? You know, pull some interesting history in, into the story behind the development of the band. Well, Wayne started out, he's the, actually the only original member left of the band. Uh, okay. Yep, and, you know, through numerous lineup changes, uh, one guy by the name of Sid joined the band, and he was the lead guitar player for a while. Well, Sid is actually our bass player. You know, Eric, Sid and Eric are related. You know, Eric's his, his uncle. So their bass player at the time left. Eric came in, so they were playing. And things, you know, the drummer at that time, one after Eric got in, was having some issues with stuff. So. I filled in for him a few times and then I was brought into the band. So that's kind of where that that led. Uh, And how did you really quick, how did like Eric, how did you know Eric? Were you guys just friends or? I I met Eric at an open jam. Oh geez. That had been about 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago, somewhere in there, maybe a little bit longer, but Okay. Uh, met him and yeah, met him at an open jam and got together, started playing, and he was actually in a pre mantis theory with me. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so we we knew each other from that. Uh, 
I actually worked with him outside of music also, and that for about five, six years. And so and then cool. doing the same, we got that. He works in the same type of job you're doing right now. What is what does Eric do for work? Actually, uh, when I met Eric, we were both, or he was doing the school bus technician. I was doing some work for like uh, Snap On, Snap On, and everything out in the field for them. Okay. Uh, I went over, yeah, I, I went applied at the bus station. We got there, and we we're both doing doing school bus mechanics. That also, cool. out, you know, while we were doing the praying mantis theory thing, so. Yeah, we, okay, so it's been it's been interesting there. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I wanted to. I've always liked to hear again the connections and how every everything kind of, you know, interlocks, so to speak, together. So cool. So you and Eric, like you said, you had a history of working together. You were in music together. You're filling in on mm-hmm. drums, and then, I guess, how does it come to be that they say, "Hey, we want you to be the drummer"? Well, that one, they had me filling in for you know a couple of shows, and then. Like I said the drummer at the time, he had some issues, some things going on in his life to where it was easier for him to take care of that. And that's when I stepped in because I had already played for him a few times. I kind of knew the stuff. Eric and I, you know, with our previous, you know, bands and everything, he knew how I played. The band had a feeling, and it it just all worked out really well to where, you know, our interests were all the same, got along great, and just wanted to play cool and then matt which is interesting i i noticed that he's kind of the newest member on board i mean he's been with you guys for just about under a year so how did how did yeah. Matt come into the picture yeah how did he come into the picture we were playing at a place called the q art on illinois and this was just a you know it was over a year ago and we were playing and he come we did our set. He comes up afterwards, and I, it was more like a kid in a candy shop. I, I've never seen somebody so excited about something. Oh, uh, oh yeah, it, you know, you see that big smile and just 100 miles an hour. Didn't know what he was doing. It seemed like, you know, he's like, if you guys ever need a guitarist, let me know and you know, check me out. And oh, we sat and talked for a little while. You know, kind of where it ended at that point. Well, fast forward to, you know, a year later, and we're doing lineup change. We're looking for another guitarist at the time. Wayne happened to remember him, you know, Matt coming up and saying, hey, you know, I play, like to give it a shot. So we got in contact with Matt and said, hey, you want to come up and jam? So come up, you know, we jammed out a little bit. And decided at that point, you know, she'd be a good fit. So brought him on board. Great. Nice. Well, it looks yeah. like it all worked out. Was, what was his reaction when you guys contacted him? You know, like he said, fast well, forward a yearish later. Well, you know, what was his reaction? Well, I when at that point, when I, you know, when he come up to us at the Q bar, like I said, I thought, oh, my gosh, this guy is just, you know, wow, full of energy, you know, that that was awesome. And I heard a little bit later after we did did join or did bring him into the band that I think for like three, four days, he was just nonstop talking about it, you know, being able to get in. And it, it was, it was amazing. He was, I didn't think he could be more excited than the first day I met him, <laughs> but right, it was right. possible. <laughs> so. Yeah, That's no, cool. it, the enthusiasm, yeah, his enthusiasm is a real, you know, it's a real pickup and, you know, it works out great for us. So. Definitely, definitely. Well, I think that, that's a huge key point, you know, is just having people that are, you know, excited and motivated and, you know, looking forward to it. And even if you're not having maybe the greatest day, when you have someone like Matt coming in with this energy and this, this enthusiasm, it just kind of picks everyone else up. So I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. And Matt, I read something interesting about him. Does does he work in surgery? And if he does, what does he do? Uh, he's he is in in surgery, but he's a surgical technician. And wow. A, 
yeah, he assists with different things in there. I couldn't tell you exactly what he does. It's, right, right. You know, I'm not That's exactly cool. sure. But, yeah, okay. yeah he, he's doing that, so. Very cool. And what does um, Wayne do outside of music for work if, if he does do anything um, besides music? He does. Uh, we all just kind of do whatever. Wayne, I believe, is working with uh, FedEx. So he okay. works out on the docks with them, you know. Very good. All right. So let's talk a little bit about St. Tragedy. Okay. So you guys, you know, finally the lineup is solidified, which is great. And um, tell us a little bit about the name of the band. If you can tell us some history on how that came to be, what's, what's the symbolism, if anything, or the meaning behind the name? Uh, well, let's see if I can remember what Wayne had said about that. Uh, <laughs> okay. As far as, yeah, well, as far as, you know, how the name came to be, uh, basically, they, I guess him and the original members just put a lot of names on paper and mm-hmm. just back and forth and narrowed it down to St. Tragedy. So I guess that's kind of how that came to be. As far as the meaning behind it, uh, well, I think that's kind of individual perspectives on the most of it as it evolved from my, you know, just from my, my understanding or the way I mm-hmm. see it, uh, you know, not every tragedy in life is a bad thing. You know, I mean, at the time, obviously a tragedy is bad, but as you know, if you get through it, you work through all the issues to, from it, you know, it makes you a stronger person. So in the same way, there's, you know, a goodness about it, which has mm-hmm. kind of synced same part, you know. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, I like that. Yeah. So, and it, yeah. There, there's a lot of different different things depending on, you know, the perspective of who you're asking, I guess. Okay, but I think that makes sense. Like you said, I think you can learn from experiences, and even if something seems bad at the time, not to say that it's ever going to be great, you can reflect back and, like you said, hopefully learn from it and grow from it and uh, gain insight, so to speak. So I think that's, I think that's a, it's a really cool name and it definitely has a lot of depth to it. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So let's do this. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, your single, no religion, no more religion, sorry, that you guys are currently promoting. I think it's a, it's a great first track to take off that album. And I think it really captures, um, you know, it's a great sounding track. So Tell us a little bit about the meaning of that song, the concept, why you guys chose that as the first single to release, and then we'll check it out. Well, uh, the meaning is, you know, again, a lot. I've heard a lot of different things, but the way that we've seen it is it's more of an issue of not letting people basically tell you how to live your life, what to think, you know, not being as part of, we would say, uh, a society that just follows. You know, you have your own thoughts. I can make up my own mind. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, live life, live life the way that I want to live it and not, you know, be forced to live how everyone tells me to. But that's more the baseline of what the song is about. Okay, yeah, that makes so, sense, and I like how you explained it, because, you know, people might read it and think, you know, go down the road of actual, and I'm not going to get into, I don't talk about religion or politics on my show, but, right, if you see the word religion, people might interpret it as, you know, formally meaning something to do with religion, but like you said, it's more of this kind of analogy of, you know, not being preachy, so to speak, like you're saying, don't tell me what to do, I can make my own decisions, and, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera, so I yeah, think that's, it, that's a really cool, go ahead. Yeah, it, it, it touches on... All, you know, all sorts of different subjects were there. It does touch into the religion part. It touches into politics. It touches into just life and basic life in general. Saying, you know, right. this is my life. Don't, you know, don't put your right. beliefs on the me, and we'll do that. You know, so. Uh, okay. Yeah. As far as it being the first single, it was pretty much we decided. You know, that was the one that we felt the most comfortable putting out right at the moment is strong message behind it. Uh, we just liked the way that the music came out and, you know, it grabbed our attention. 
you know, right off the bat. And we all, all have that, you know, just energy come out of it. So we thought, you know, all right, let's put this one out. Well, started out with this and things just kind of went from there on it. So. Okay. Well, that, that definitely makes sense. So, uh, Let's do this. I'll put you on hold. All right, Jason, when we come back, we're going to talk more about the album. We're going to talk about writing aspects of it, uh, getting into how you guys um, signed with Pavement and uh, all that good stuff. All right? Sounds good. All right. Hold on. All right, everyone. Again, you're listening to the drummer Jason from St. Tragedy, and we're going to check out their hit single right now. It is titled No More Religion. Be sure to Pick up a copy of their EP that's out right now titled Prolonging the Agony, and you can get that on all digital sites. Also, check these guys out on Facebook, Instagram, like them, and we'll be back in a moment. No more religion, no more lies, no more conspiracy withholding your eyes. If I was an angel driven by hate, would that consume all of your pain? There's no mistaking the writing on the wall As it appears to shake and tremble across them all I can't remember the Tragedy off of their EP 
that is out right now titled Prolonging the Agony. So check out a copy of it. Really cool track that these guys have off of it right now, as well as there's a bunch of other ones. And I'm going to bring Jason back on, let him know a couple of my personal favorites um, off of the repeat, too. All right, Jason, really, really cool song. Great track. Thank you. Yeah, really great. Um, yeah, just wanted to mention some of my personal favorites. I really like the acoustic uh, track, Jump in the Gun, is a great song. Um, Would I Lie and uh, Make Believe is another one. And, of course, No More Religion. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's a really great EP. Great job you guys did with it. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah we, were, we were actually really surprised that, you know, the, basically how it was received. I mean, it, it was actually kind of humbling to us that, you know, we got the feedback that we have been. So. That's great. When did you um when did you guys start writing the music for it and you know how many songs did you choose from sometimes people say you know they had 10 15 songs and they decided to go with these six and they're going to save you know the other eight for later you know tell us a little bit about the writing process for this um EP and also where you guys recorded it Uh it was recorded up at a place called Cherry Pit Studios in Menominee Falls Uh it took us it took us a few months to actually get the recordings down uh, writing the songs Wayne actually had on uh, most of the songs written you know throughout the entire time of the band and again those evolved with the different members until what we have mm-hmm. now uh, some of the ones like No More Religion uh, were different things that just came about when I joined up as far as the writing of it it, it took I would say 10 years <laughs> Uh, wow. We chose, okay. Yeah, the the tracks that are on there, we chose. You know, it took us a while just kind of deciding which ones that we all liked, and uh, between that, the kind of majority vote between the band members here of no, I like this one, I like that one, and then we kind of all just told each other why we liked them, and that that's how they ended up. So it was from about twenty twenty different songs that we decided to go with those. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's nice. You guys got some leftovers then, so to speak, right, for another EP, maybe even a full length? I, we're looking at writing more, and we've actually started writing about half a dozen more right now. And okay, cool. Possibly, yeah, possibly, you know, during this winter, come out with a full album maybe. So. Sounds great. Nice. Who um who did you guys work with to um, produce the album and and who mixed it? Uh, it was Eric Lagosa from Cherry Pit Studios. We kind of went in and he did all the recording, mixing, and a little bit of producing on it also. Cool. We, we kept it all right. Yeah, we kept it all but him. We kept it pretty much uh, in band type thing. So. Okay. Yeah. No, it's great. And um, how did you guys get involved with Pavement? Tell us a little bit about the story behind that in terms of, of how it came to be that you guys got your music to them and <laughs> were offered a, a deal with them. That's actually kind of a kind of an interesting story. We were played as, on the 420 the hit of the day a while back, and <clears> you, know, <throat> we, you know, they contacted us saying that they had heard it on you know, heard it. So I'm like, okay. Talk to him <laughs> a little bit. And yeah, it, it was surprising because we had actually submitted that song before we got played on, you know, 420 of the day. And they had rejected it at first. Really? And I, I didn't mean yeah, to, it, I didn't it, mean it, to it, laugh when I, just so you know, when I just laughed a little bit, I laughed because you kind of paused like, yeah, they just kind of reached out to us like you were surprised. So that's why I kind of, you know, chuckled. I wasn't laughing like laughing like to make fun. I was just look chuckled because of how your reaction was. But go on. But, yeah, it, well, no, no. It, it, I'm actually kind of surprised by all that too. Is because when we first first got and all recorded everything, you know, and I I don't know on their end on how how things work with it or whatever. You know, it was the first time we just put all this stuff out, and you know, just. 
like every other band trying to get listened to at that time. Well, we got the letter saying they weren't interested at that moment in time. Like, okay, well, you know, go about, we'll keep trying. Right. Well, when we got played on the 420 hit of the day, and Tim had emailed us, Tim from Pavement Records there, had emailed right. us and said, hey, I heard you guys, you know, on the 420 hit of the day, I work with Pavement Entertainment, I'm vice president of the, of the A&R, and I loved it. So, That's right great. there and then, yeah, he, he said, I want to work with you guys. So, I know, we did some talking back and forth for a little while, and, you know, and we were able to come up to something and found ourselves a home. That's great. That's cool. Yeah, they're they're great. I've done a lot of interviews with their artists and just very impressed with them and very professional and just, yeah, just a really good group of people from all of the PR people I've worked with on the label. And, yeah, so it sounds yeah, they, like you found a great home for yourself. Yeah, we're, we're you know, like I said, we're humbled, amazed, and just, you know, we're really happy to be on be with them. It's a great label and that they bend over backwards trying to help us out and, you know, get us on the shows like yours and everything where it's being heard out and an honor to do. Cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's great. And it's great that, you know, you sign with them too, because I think, you know, people think sometimes you have to go with some, you know, enormous label, you know, and we know labels today are not what they were 10 years ago, but I think it's, it's nice to, like you said, have a, a label that's quote unquote bending over backwards for you and supporting you. And you're not kind of getting tossed in the mix with, you know what I mean, just a bunch of other artists, so to speak. So I think that's a really cool thing that you pointed out with them, too. And and other people should, you know, look at that aspect of, you know, labels when you're signing with someone. I mean, that's a huge component that needs to Mm -hmm. be there is that support. Yeah, I mean, you know, before we released the EP, we were coming up with different times and they were, you know, really happy to, you know, put it out with us but at the same time they were going don't put it out at this time let's not do this really helping us out and you know giving us a lot of direction as far as what would be a good time and you know like I said it's it's been a blessing to have them helping us along the way so that's great that's great how long have you guys been with them now when did you when did you exactly sign with them we signed with them actually while we were while we were recording the rest of the EP so okay. we've been with them about a year, just about a year now. Oh, okay. Great. Cool. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And I saw you guys, if you want to, of course, comment while we're talking about labels and bringing some shows. It looks like you guys have some shows coming up, right? Why don't you, you know, plug a couple of those? Uh, well, we are doing the indoor music festival here in Kenosha called Stream Fest, uh, Friday, Saturday night. Um, five five stages, tons of bands, really good time, you know, and all weekend long, basically. Uh, we have another one coming up with Eve to Adam. We'll be opening up with them. Uh, April, we're going to be opening up for The Outfit. Yeah, yeah I open, saw that. Yeah. yeah, we're going to be doing that kind of, you know, that was Definitely something we wanted to get onto and be a part of. June, we're going to be playing with uh, Bowler Flex for the AM. Nice. For, for a festival in June, yeah. And, Very you know, cool. We, there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of different stuff coming up. That's great. I mean, and you guys are going to get a lot of attention and, you know, meet some other cool bands and network and, yeah, it's just great opportunities. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, it's, I think that's the best part about it all is just being able to get out and meet the people and, you know, just share the experiences. Definitely. Definitely get some more fans on board and, yeah, just get your music out there to the masses as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right. So what else? What other types of things you want to share in terms of – I think I always like to ask, you know, what are some of your – on the side, what are some other hobbies of the band members? Anything interesting you guys like to do, whether it's, I don't know, watching movies, reading books, uh, any type of video games? You know, what are, what's something interesting about each of the members you can you can point out? Oh, 
movies is movies has been something that we're all kind of into. Uh, all of us are into different types. Okay. Uh, yeah, Wayne is Wayne's more musical outside even there. Uh, Eric, Eric and I can do more of the family family man type thing. Uh, so we we kind of come back and let music just you know listen to different things here and there. Uh, I really couldn't tell you everything that Matt does. And like I said, he he goes 100 miles an hour with his enthusiasm, <laughs> which is great. So right. he he does it all over the place, which which you know I wish I had that you know had that energy again, but you know. So. But man, it's we all do different things, you know. Uh, another little thing is I'm what everyone says, you know, like a big nerd, we'll say. Uh, okay. Yeah, collectible card games, tabletop games, things like you know. Well, yeah, I mean, what are some? Like give us some examples. I I did read that about you, but I want and you brought it up. I was going to ask if you didn't bring it up. So, what's an example? Like, what are your <laughs> Favorite? No, I know I, I find I find this stuff fascinating too. Actually, I love to hear just about people and what they're interested in. Um, probably mm-hmm. again my psychology background, but yeah, what what's an example of collectible card games? Like, what would be I don't know your top three favorites uh, if you have some or tabletop games? Give us some examples. Oh, uh, tabletop games. I do like Axis and Allies, uh, a Warhammer stuff like that. Uh, the collectible card games, obviously the big one out, Magic the Gathering. Uh, I used to play Pokemon with a bunch of the kids, you know, okay. years back when it first came out, you know, go to the card shops and play with, play with all those little kids and stuff, give them, you know, somebody to play with and just kind of, you know, let them know, hey, you know, it's cool to do this type of stuff. So, you know, and different things like that. Okay. Uh, video okay. games, video games I got into quite a bit, you know, so... Nice. All right. Yeah, that's interesting. That's definitely, I'm trying to think if there's ever been anyone I interviewed, and I've done almost 250 interviews of, well, no, you know who is interesting? Oh, wow. This, this is what I remember. Mark Tremonti from Creed and Tremonti, um, he's into collecting pinball machines, and he's got a ton of oh. pinball machines. That was something that was very interesting about him, I remember. So that's, that's what popped into my head as we're talking about, you know, kind of game-like things. Yeah, he's a big fan of pinball. So that's oh, if, cool, I had the, you know? if I had the room to do that, I, yeah, I, I'd right. be collecting them if I had the room to keep them. <laughs> there so, you go. No, I, I didn't know um, that. That's, that's really interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, you have to. If, if, is, again, right? I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to push my interviews, but look at some of the artists I've interviewed. And if there's someone out there that, you know, you like their music, check out the interview because you're going to learn some really cool stuff about them. Oh, I definitely will. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what that's. Again, off the top of my head, that's what I just remember is, is Mark Tremonti and the pool, uh, the ping pong, not ping pong, sorry, pinball games. Um, yeah, that's what I can think of right now. Mm-hmm. But cool. All right. Well, you guys have some great stuff going on. I'm very excited to see what's going to be in store for this uh, upcoming year in 2018. you got a lot of great shows coming up. So, um, yeah, why don't you just share with the fans um, and the audience where people can find you, you know, plug your social media pages and uh the album and then we'll start to wrap things up uh well i want to say first and foremost thank you to all the fans for checking us out supporting us you know it's a real honor to be doing this and getting the feedback and stuff that we do you can check us out facebook reverb nation uh all the media outlets you know spotify itunes amazon i believe you can get it get the EP through all of them. Uh, if we actually want a physical copy of the CD, go ahead, give us a message on Facebook, and we'll be more than happy to send them out. Cool. Cool. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Jason, I mean, if any, you know, if you guys want to share the podcast, it'll be available about five, ten minutes after the interview's over. So if, you know, someone, one of your fans couldn't tune in tonight, you want to plug it again, people can download it for free. I'm also on iTunes, so all of my interviews are also available on iTunes to download or stream. Awesome. All right. Cool. 
So, yeah. Again, thank you so much for coming on tonight. And I wish you guys nothing but much success with the new album and your future music and all the upcoming shows. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah, Jason, keep in touch. And um, I look forward to seeing what's in store for you guys in the future. I definitely will. Okay. Thank you so much again for coming on. And, again, much success to you guys. Thank you. Take care. Absolutely. All right. Have a great night. Okay. All right, everyone. Again, uh, Jason from St. Tragedy. Really cool interview. Some really cool things we learned about these guys tonight. Pick up a copy of their EP, Prolonging the Agony. It is out now, and it features their hit single, No More Religion. And again, follow them on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They're on Twitter and all those good things. And and hit these guys up, get in touch with them, and, uh, you know, give them some attention and show them some love. Um, Thank you so much again, everyone who is tuned in to the show tonight. Again, if you tuned in late, a podcast will be available so you can download it or stream it after it's over. And please follow me too. I'm on uh, Instagram at Carrie Edelman. I'm also on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. I'm on Facebook, The Carrie Edelman Show. I always post there for upcoming interviews and different um, artists and guests I have coming on my show. And lastly, if you want to befriend me personally on Facebook, um, I have two pages. You can find the one that's not maxed out and uh, send me a request there too because I love to keep in touch with people that way. So again, thank you so much for supporting the show. Again, the show is meant for all the entertainers, the artists that I have out there. It's all about just supporting and promoting them and helping them spread the word, get their music out there, comedy, films, whatever it is that they're doing. So again, check out the interviews. I really do a different, unique interview with every person I have on. This is not a cookie cutter interview. I'm not asking just kind of these basic staple questions. Really going to take you on a cool journey where you're going to learn some interesting things about these people's lives and um, how they got involved in the art that they're currently in. So again, thank you so much. And I'll be posting about some upcoming interviews and have a great night.